0: everybody's talking about it everybody who's anybody is doing it this whole term of self management isn't new and yet it is the biggest buzzword coming out of well new ways of working and it means so much more so to understand what's designing this trend and what this trend is designed for we're going to unearth expand and explore this whole concept of self-management. Lean on in. What would happen if we had the audacity, the courage, the boldness, and the presence to lean into our edges and to grow from our core? See, in a world shaped by yesterday's, leaning into tomorrow's, we find ourselves weaving possibilities in an endless constellation of opportunities. The world has shifted and now we find ourselves in a space-time continuum where lifestyle, business and consciousness share the same office space as your purpose and your brand. Welcome to the Supernova Podcast. I'm your hostess, Ski. This is a never-ending chronicle, a narrative really, designed to usher in those big bang shebangs and a whole lot more glimmer. Let's get astronomical. Let's really shift the needle into flow. Now I wanted to start off with those simple two words, that simple one word, self-management. And I want you to drop the Wikipedia definition, drop. The latest book that you've been reading and just look at the inheritance of this word look at what's obvious i love looking at what's obvious and how we often miss what the equation is all really about so if we look at self-management right there as it is looking back at us what we really see is the ability to manage ourselves right? That's inherently the soul, the blueprint, the zeitgeist of what it really means to be in self-management. And when we look at it from that perspective and that paradigm, we realize it isn't a new concept. It's made more apparent and more obvious and more welcome into the conversation with the rise of conversations of mental health for example and how we need to self-regulate our thoughts and our feelings and our belief structures and all our inherent ways of bumping up against reality and that whole lexicon that comes with it but it really really truly isn't new because if we think of any personal development work, any psychological process that's out there, any life coaching that happens, it's already inherently brought into the conversation. How do you manage yourself in relationship to this thing that you're moving through? So it's, it's right there. It's been around since the beginning of time, literally. It really is has been both a survival skill, um, an intuitive skill, a raw skill that we all have and something that we don't use or we throw away or we discard and we forget. And then we see it under these new models of orientation. And then we rush to these models, which are great and have value thinking we've discovered the Philosopher's Stone, when all we really needed to do was look within. And by the Philosopher's Stone, I guess I'm really talking about the word agile. But before we get into any textbook definitions and the models and the realities and the programming of all of that, I want to just come back to... Again, what's inherent, and obvious, and available in that word? Agile, in its simplest connotation, is the ability to be adaptive, right? so it doesn't matter whether you scrum or not scrum it doesn't matter whether your meetings are stand up or not stand up it doesn't matter if you're in your pjs or if you're not in your pjs how versed in care based zoom sessions you are or or whether you find your zoom sessions to be aggressive and catapulting some sort of kpi that needs to be chased and hunted down and and squeeze the very life out of the truth is we are all agile we are all adaptive we all own this orientation it's again it's it's fundamental but of course we see the rising of agile agile coaching agile methodologies as a whole new eureka a whole new strategy and a whole new orientation for doing the things that need to be done. And sometimes it does take a classic spin on an old idea to allow us to see it in its true value. And maybe this is what this podcast might do. Maybe it'll shed a different light and tonality on self-management, this trend, what it's designed for and what it's trying to create. Because it's very interesting that we, as humans, love our boxes. We love to think outside the box, try and belong in the box, try and get outside of it, try to do all these things and reorientate ourselves and be slightly to the left and slightly to the right of it, not only by political associations, but by our own unique quality to stand out and then be inherently individualistic. But we also look at structures and we also often think that systems and strategies are structures when they're actually truly not. Over the last specifically year, but it really feels like three if I actually really go back to when I started this first conversation, I've been meeting a lot of agile coaches through the great, and amazing work with Webex and running round tables and implementation sessions there. And I was always curious, like, really? What does an agile coach do that I don't do? Because in a way, I do coach with agility. I do help clients pivots and find flow and do these different things because I wasn't thinking about a blueprint design pictorial way of doing things. And it's so interesting when I do chat to these agile coaches, and this is my experience, maybe not yours, but very often, majority, if not all, have told me that, to be honest, they don't feel like they've earned the title of being a coach. Because They feel that they're more consultants. They're more strategists. They're more project managers on a process. They don't really understand the human element. They don't really care for it. And what's getting in the way of it? There's a system and a process and a tick list to tick. And you need to manage yourself accordingly, according to those things. So there's this unspoken secretly spoken conversation of agile coaches feeling fake, feeling like they're not really creating paradigms, molds, structures, infrastructures, spaces, workspaces that actually truly allow for self-management. And then on the other side of it, When I chat to people who have no idea what the word means, they've never seen the Agile Manifesto, they have no correlation between those two things, they just look at me blankly going, uh, me, (sighs) I'm like the epitome of Agile, duh, duh. I'm my own CEO, I wear every single hat I need to, I outsource if I need to, I am my own entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is the classic self-management process, and thank you for giving me a new title to call myself, because I've been doing this since I was born. Well, you know what I mean, right? So... It's so readily available to us, and yet it's still such an enigma. And yet it's also so hard to translate and actualize. And I think part of that, from my experience, has been self-management often feels like, even though I haven't specifically hunted down an article that says this is true but it very often feels like a lone wolf journey to self-manage means to cut myself off and to take charge and to pick up all the slack to to go to those uncomfortable places and just do the work and In that, there's this very mechanical doing functionality that isn't necessarily a function of managing what happens, but it's a function of disconnecting and just going ahead and getting the job done. And whether that's our own process coming in and saying that's what's required of us, or an unexpected expected expectation that managers, leaders, CEOs hold for their, for their job market, for their team, it kind of gets embedded into the culture and then it becomes tainted. And then I see a lot of people rolling their eyes at self-management as, oh, it just means more work. It just means more hardness and hardship and all the things I don't want in my career. All the things I don't want in my job title. All the things I'm already having to face and don't want to necessarily have to give more time and attention to. Because they're already draining me of so many things. Which brings me to this point that if we're really designing to to, and with, and from, and in integrity, we realize that self-management is so much deeper than the skin-dip conversations that we can get so easily lost in. So I'm actually going to separate this podcast out, and I'm going to have a full podcast just on talking about Agile and that whole space because it really is its own conversation with its own models and methodologies, and of course the Agile Manifesto. But what I do want to bring in as a shortcut into this podcast is why did Agile even come to be? And it's interesting because Agile came about as a response to a production system and a management style that was very top heavy. For those of you not in the know, there's this methodology called waterfall, which in my terms, translated and very oversimplified back to essence, that's what I'm doing, is you do task one, which has a sub-series of tasks like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. Once you've Connected and completed on number one, then you move to number two, number three, number four. And it's a very linear process. It's very heavy. And it requires a lot of work being moved through a production line. Through a creation process. Without inherently knowing whether or not it's going to get the intended results. Because that's the way it's always been done. And Agile wanted to create something that was a little bit more adaptive and intuitive and quicker to understand the nature of what the design process is. Now, Agile is not actually a design tool, like a brand strategy tool for a logo. But I'm using design in a, in a sense of moving workflow and I'm not explaining this part too well. But, and yet it's still perfect for it, right? So just flow with me on this. Agile came about as a response to that workload, to be more intuitive, to be more adaptive, to be able to iterate and tinker quicker and kind of get a clear view on everything and then go around and around and around and create depth and roots and systems and build it out once you know that you're building it around the right thing that you don't go out there and do all of this heavy lifting and then realize you've solved the wrong problem which let's face it we've all kind of done so it's a different scaffolding and and I guess why this is why it's so popular right now and agility and self-management is being seen as synchronous and simultaneous and the other S word that I've forgotten, which basically synonymous, there we go, found it, when it may not be the be-all and end-all definition of it. So if you want to hear more about scrum where it came from what it's doing in the world how it can aid and abet things what's its role in your organization because you're clearly doing it anyway you just maybe haven't internalized the methodology but also to kind of separate out the obvious as well we're going to have another conversation about that and If you are an agile coach, if you are a scrum master, if you've got that black hat in all things that, I'd love to chat to you. We could maybe even do a round panel conversation and really unpack agility in a whole new lexicon in a whole new way. So reach out to me at lennerski.com or through the appropriate social media channels or even send me a voice note on anchor.fm forward slash the supernova podcast. I think I got that right this time. So in closing, what do we know about self-management? You've most probably been doing it for the last 20 years minutes, 15, you've been on this journey listening to a podcast with your whole life in play, in the room with you, whether there was family and kids, deadlines and proposals that haven't been written, dinners that are about to be made. Dreams that are being born on the sidelines or in the front lines. Everything being interconnected. You just did. And you didn't know it. And there are ways and methodologies to ground it and make it feel less like another to-do Less like another business process and workshop you need to go on. And more of an internal dialogue and an internal policy. I don't like that word. An internal framework. An orientation. I love that because it's got purpose bedded in. An internal orientation for moving through life. Moving through the creation process, moving through, with and alongside the business of being you. See you on the next slide. So there you have it. There's no more room at the edge of maybe. Maybes have been taken up and scrapped off the list. because. We're not just in business to create products or services. You're in business to create openings, shape connections and establish engagement. And this is your exact chance to find your opening, to take a step in, to get bold, to get daring, and to have that presence to follow your bliss, to follow that uniqueness that you bring into the world and let the world world know to step into the new class of emerging and share your genius. This has been Ski for the Supernova Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, or you want to find out more, head on over to my personal site, which is lenaski.com. Or if you're ready to get a little bit more moonshot, if you're ready to get a whole lot more magnetic, exponential, evolutionary, and intuitively design the business, the products, the services, and the talents that you are here to deliver to this world, you're gonna love theglobalmovementssummit.com. See you there.